Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know that he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now, the woman was a Gentile of Seraphonician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And then Jesus said to her, for saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. Jesus took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Well, greetings in the name of Jesus from your brothers and sisters in Christ at Trinity Lutheran Church in Topton, PA, and the Northeastern Pennsylvania Synod of the ELCA where I currently serve. And thank you for this invitation to share with you the glorious fellowship uh, that God has established among you here at Emmanuel. I am particularly grateful and honored to share in the baptism of Caleb Hope Ferris today and to mark this entry into his life of faith, his journey of following Jesus together with you as part of Christ's body here on earth, indeed as part of God's family that stretches out into eternity. I trust that you know how wonderfully blessed you are as a congregation to claim the Ferris family as your own, as pastor and doctor and daughter and now as son. I know that I have been wonderfully blessed to have shared with this family so many steps along their way together, to have worked with Josh as a colleague in ministry before we sent him off to seminary to become the astonishingly gifted pastor he is for you today, 
to hear from him the first time of this true love that he had found in his, what would be life partner, Annie. To preside at their wedding together. To, To preach at Josh's ordination. To preside at Penny's baptism. And now today at Caleb's. It does occur to me, however, that some of Josh and Annie's VIPs who will be here for the second service, the family members and friends who have traveled from afar to join in worship together with Emmanuel today are probably getting tired of seeing me everywhere they go. (laughs) So so with with that in mind, uh, along with Josh's encouragement to have fun this morning, and his reassurance that here at Emmanuel, there is actually a tradition annually of alternatively styled sermons, then let me start by saying, my preaching can get boring. As each who's heard me knows, when everything I write or speak is offered up in prose, So since there's here a precedent, I think that it may be time to render now a sermon that's completely done in rhyme. In this morning's gospel text, we find our Lord at work. The miracles that he performs should not be called a quirk. There's meaning plenty, hopes found here from God's word in his book. Our Lord is teaching wonders worked. So come, let's take a look. Two points we will consider as the gospel we recall. One, Jesus brings us healing love, a love that's meant for all. The second is our own response, what we do with what we've found. We're to share the healing and the love with everyone around. Now, entire our Lord had entered in a house to rest and pray, but no rest was on the schedule for our dear Lord that day. He sought to escape notice, but the people wouldn't hear it. A woman brought to him her daughter who had an unclean spirit. She placed her cause before the Lord and at his feet did bow. She sought from him his healing touch. To cure her, Christ was how. But the woman was a Gentile. Whereas Jesus was a Jew. For him to grant her her request would be something quite new. For a Jewish man to speak to her, those round would think obscene. She wasn't of their race or clan. To them, she was unclean. In fact, It seems that Jesus, too, will tow the party line. He tries to put her off at first with words that seem unkind. 
Throwing children's food to the dogs would surely not be right. The Israelites were God's elect, God's children in their sight. And thus did Jesus first assert the cause from heaven he's come is to reach the Jewish nation, not for all folks, just for some. But the woman will not be put off by our Lord's seeming rebuff. She believes God's power can save her child. By faith, he'll be enough. Though first denied and called a dog, emotions raw, yet still, she argues for her daughter's sake to cure her of her ill. But children's crumbs fall to the dogs who under table wait. She preached the point. Our Lord agreed. And so for her word's own sake, the girl was healed. Now here's point one. God's love is meant for all. If e'er we think we deserve it more, We're heading for a fall. Consider all who need his touch, those who seem different from you. They need his love. They need his life. They need his healing too. And only if we get beyond our penchant to condescend, Will healing spread from us to the world, and our lack of peace will end. God loves them all, so why don't we? Need help? Then just remember, this woman spoke with odd accent, had wrong skin tone and gender. Yet she found in Christ a healing grace that saved her daughter's life. If we could see past differences, could God's love end our strife? You bet it could. He'd work through us to bring peace to our neighbor to family, friends, and co-workers at home and where we labor. Take note. Examine your own heart. What prejudices lie there? Who can you name who rubs you wrong, but who still needs your care? Is it skin tone or maybe age? or the differently politicized mind? Is it accent, appearance, orientation that keeps you from being kind? We'll let that hang. But don't forget to seek ones you'd avoid. Invite them all to come and see how strife can be destroyed. 
but quick, that's only been point one. I said there is one more. I must move on more quickly now before you start to snore. <laughs> so, so follow Jesus out of Tyre by Sidon towards the sea. Near the Decapolis is where the next encounter will be. He comes across a deaf man with an impediment of speech. They begged him to lay hands on him, his healing thus to reach. Christ took him aside. He poked his ears. He spat and tongue did touch. He sighed and looked to heaven and spoke this word as such, Ephatha, which means be opened. And the man's tongue was released his ears unstopped, his speech was loosed, his impediment had ceased. <laughs> now here's the kicker. Those round were told by Christ to please not tell <laughs> this miracle that they had seen, this change they knew so well. Yet the more he ordered, the result was that the more they went and told. They shared this news quite openly. Their witness was made bold. The Bible says they were astounded. Astonishment without measure. They could have kept it to themselves, but they had to share this treasure. They said, he has done all things well. He makes the deaf to hear. He even makes the mute to speak. Their faith in him was clear. So here's the second point, my friends. Whom have you told lately of the love that you have found in Jesus oh so greatly? This love and healing power is not meant as your private treasure. It's meant to fill the world with love and healing beyond measure. And that's only going to happen when we start to share the story of the difference Jesus makes for us and we give to God the glory. Our world's in desperate need of peace, of healing for its strife. We need to be a witness to the worth of our new life. It's the life that Jesus granted us when he gave to us the cure for the greatest ill, yes, death itself, as he gave his life so pure. By going to the cross for us, he's truly set us free. He gave us his life so that we might live with him eternally. What greater healing could we need? What greater hope or gain than to know our healings sure beyond all woe or pain? What greater witness could we give than to live our lives anew? 
Christ's light through our own words and deeds, our living, he'll shine through. And yet we sometimes know not how to witness effectively. So recall what Philip said to Nathaniel, just three words, come and see. Come see the one who cured the girl, who made the deaf to hear, the mute to speak, and us to live. Invite them to come near. We've found real hope in God's own Son. We know this life's worth living. Extend the love yet further still through gifts you could be giving. What you offer is witness to. It funds your work together to share the love collectively for all to know, even whether we do or don't meet ones afar who since you tithe have heard the good news brought by mission folk you support as they share the word. The outreach thereby funded is critical, it's true. But start this week by inviting someone who lives nearby to you. Tell the wonder. Share the joy. Bring life to someone near. Without your witness, it may be that they will never hear. So there you have it. Two key points. Go let the love abound. God's love is meant for all to share. Through you will it be found. Look past the superficial stuff. See the child of God inside. And tell of miracles you've known. Bear witness. Do not hide. Enough now. Take the word to heart. I trust you've had your fill. To say much more in one sermon might soon be overkill. (laughs) Let's wrap it up, this homily. From it, now be cut loose. But please retain the message given through this style of Dr. Seuss. Love all. Invite. These points take home. Our sermon here doth end with just one word to wrap it up. The final word, amen.